What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are off and running on a Thursday. Can you feel it, Sean? I can feel it. Can you feel it in I'm your I'm Phil Collins, baby. There we go. Yeah, let's get the drums rolling because we are that close to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56. Got a whole lot of prop bets we haven't even touched. There's so much to bet on out there. Aside from the side, the total. Everything involved in this game. We got a lot to get to. The awards are being handed out right now, Sean. In Los Angeles, uh, some not big of a surprise, some making your boy happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to bring home comeback player of the year. Joe Burrow brings that puppy home. Uh, we cashed that at plus 160. Jamar Chase, offensive rookie of the year. Another nice cash there. Waiting for some others. Uh, MVP, I don't think has been announced just yet. It should be announced shortly. It is likely going to be Aaron Rodgers. So uh, a busy night in the NFL. What a year for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because one of them is going to add Super Bowl MVP on Sunday. So, I mean, (laughs) hey, comeback player to Super Bowl MVP, rookie of the year to Super Bowl MVP. It all sounds glorious. You slept on it and you haven't changed your mind. I have not. I am doubling down (laughs) even more. Oh, man. So we uh, we got a whole lot to get to. Uh, we will talk to uh, Steve Coughlin, Stanford Steve, uh, in just uh, about 10 minutes or so. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. A good friend of mine, a gentleman you played against and beat in a playoff game. He's been on the show before. Brian Mitchell should be Hall of Famer, even though uh, he keeps getting left out. It's ridiculous. Greatest return man of all time, in my opinion. He will join the show later on in this hour, a Super Bowl champ. And, uh, and then Doug Kazarian from ESPN's Daily Wager uh, later on in the show. So we kind of use this first segment, Sean, just to, to, to let the people know what we're sweating, what we're playing. Uh, we're going to get into Super Bowl plays and props and, and all that discussion. But this kind of sets the scene for where we're at. And, uh, you know, Puckstradamus over there. Yes. Just going to say something. Puck Shradamus decided not to tweet out his play. Well, I just, I, I, I told people about a hockey play, and, and it came home. Did you? I mean, without eating. So, last I, night on the show, and you, you joked and you scoffed, minus 150. I got it at minus 115. You did. Didn't matter. You did. 
United States minus two and a half against China. I had some. I had some uh, on the ground. You did knowledge, and I woke up early. Nothing better having your cup of coffee and watching a bet just come home in his knees. What was so, it eight to zero? Eight I think nothing. Was the final United score? States. There we go. Yeah. All right. So Puxtadamus does have a three-team parlay going. Uh, we took the Carolina Hurricanes puck line. I think that's a final six to zero or about to be a final. Uh, we took the Columbus Blue Jackets to win at Buffalo. They won in overtime four to three. The last leg of the parlay, we have the St. Louis Blues on the puck line, and they are currently up three to two with about 17 minutes left in the third period. So let's pull this game in. Be a great way to. You know, Thursday kind of starts the weekend, so it'll be the great way to start the weekend. All right, so we got that going on. I tweeted this out. I said, <laughs> it's the hold on to your butts uh, type of evening because uh, that's what we got going on. We got two dogs against two top 10 teams, one looking better than the other. Uh, we took the points with Wazoo on the, at home against Arizona. Uh, they were down 33 to 20 at the half. So we got some work to do there with the Cougars uh, against Arizona. So took the six and a half looking better, but I don't want to count any chickens because Purdue is certainly capable, Sean, of, of erasing deficits rather quickly. But Michigan, as a three and a half point dog, they lead by nine at the start of the second half. So I went against two top five teams because that's kind of what I do. But that's the way you got to live sometimes. Home, dogs, and we'll see if uh, either one or none come home. And uh, hopefully uh, we could somehow find a way for both to come home. Not feeling great about what's happening up in, uh, in Pullman, Washington. So we got college basketball. We got hockey to keep an eye on. We do. We've got NBA trades galore that went on. How about the NBA? I mean, you are, we're a couple days away from the Super Bowl, and the NBA takes the cake. Because James Harden is no longer a Brooklyn net. He is traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, where he will team up with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, a couple draft picks, Andre Drummond as well. They head to Brooklyn. Ben Simmons has played as many NBA games as me and you, Sean, this year. <laughs> and uh, he is now headed to Brooklyn. What was your initial, by the way, just, just so people know, and we'll dive into this a little bit more. We're kind of setting the stage here. Do you know how many games mm -hmm. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant played together? All three? Yeah. It's under 10. All, all together, like in their, in their time together, last year and this year. Uh, I think it's under 10, isn't it? 16. Oh, wow. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a lot because they were getting injured last year. So they had their they had their little run, um, and uh, yeah, what a what a what a run it was. But initial thoughts on this, we could dive more into it, and we'll get more Philly won. Philly won the trade, and here's why: they basically traded James Harden for Seth Curry. Andre Drummond is a bench player; he only plays about 18 minutes a game, so. Okay, and and the 76ers gave up two first-round picks. Where are those picks going to be? Ben Simmons wasn't playing, so you got James Harden for basically Seth Curry. And anybody that tells you anything different is 
in my opinion, completely wrong on this matter. Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber season. You kept Tobias Harris. You kept, uh, I think it's, you pronounce the name, Thibel. Yeah. They got some good young pieces. And you added James Harden. And James Harden wants to be in Philly. He has a relationship with Daryl Morey, so you're going to get the good version of him. What did Brooklyn get? Andre Drummond. Remember last year when Andre Drummond was going to save the Lakers? Like, it's so crazy how we forget, oh, he's going to be the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He wasn't even in the rotation come to playoffs. He barely played. Andre Drummond is washed up. No offense to Andre Drummond. Great career. Hadn't played more NBA games than I did. But that's not a significant piece in this trade. Brooklyn got Seth Curry. Okay, cool. Good piece. Ben Simmons is what? You mean tell me Ben Simmons is going to go from not playing this year to being the reason that Brooklyn wins a championship? So Brooklyn's a better team with Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons than they are with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. No. I don't fully disagree. Um, I think on the surface, you're right. The Sixers win. I, James Harden drives me crazy, by the way. I mean – He's averaging like 22, 10, and 8 this year. Yeah, he's been moping, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, well, I, I just think about if he stops moping. He wants to be in Philly. That's where he wanted to go. He's won a ton of championships. So, oh, wait. Um, him in the, him in game seven. I can't wait till that. I mean, he'll, at least he'll shoot the ball at the Well, rim. the good thing is he's going to be the second-best player in Philly. Joel Embiid is having an MVP I agree. caliber season. And I agree with that, and you're, and you're absolutely right. And Ben Simmons wasn't playing. 100%. It is, it's a better situation for the Sixers. There's yeah. no doubt. I actually am curious to see... When Kevin Durant comes back healthy, I think Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant and, you know, half of Kyrie Irving, uh, I think Durant and Simmons could actually play very well together. Simmons is a well, first of passer. All, Kevin Durant goes with everyone. There's no, sure. yeah, there's no team in the NBA that Kevin Durant doesn't fit with. But I look, at, I look at Ben Simmons. What do you do with Ben Simmons when Brooklyn's at home and Kyrie's not available? And now Durant's your only scorer. Like, people are forgetting that Kyrie only well, so plays away games. Well, no, I know. And the Kyrie situation is obviously. That's why Harden wanted to leave. Harden was like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I just, I, it is, uh, it's, it's wild. And, and to think that, you know. I'm going to put a future, a future on uh, Philly. I already have one on Milwaukee. I'm going to go and yeah, put one I was going to say, you're giving up on your bucks? No, 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 no. I'm rocking with Milwaukee. I think it's, it's made, it, it honestly, in my opinion, it made the East tougher for both sides, because, you know, the Harden situation didn't seem great. I think long-term here, you know, um, I think Ben Simmons, you know, brings a, a different element. I don't know. Maybe Steve Nash can unlock something there uh, with him. But obviously the Sixers got better. I mean, Ben Simmons, like you said, he wasn't playing. And now Seth Curry, I wouldn't say elite shooter, but, you know. No, he's top, an elite shooter. Top-tier shooter. But he's not James there. Harden. No. Like, Seth Curry has a specialty. He's elite at one thing, that's shooting the basketball. James Harden makes everybody on the Philadelphia 76ers better. He's going to play point guard. And unlike Ben Simmons, he's a point guard that you have to actually guard because he can shoot. Yeah. I think both teams can look at it and, and feel okay about it. I mean, the, the Nets ultimately gave up an arm and a leg to go get James Harden. I don't think so. I think they gave up Seth Curry. Ben Simmons no, wasn't no, no, playing. No, no. The Nets. Oh, the Nets. I got last you. year right. when they went and got right. uh, went and they went and got uh, James Harden. So a uh, whole lot today to unpack 
by the way, St. Louis is on the power play. We have about 20 seconds left here. It'd be great to get a goal. Washington State showing a little life. I think we're down six uh, at the under 16 break. Michigan up nine. So uh, got some wiggle room there. If Hunter Dickinson, pride of uh, the D.C. area, could make a layup, that would be very enjoyable. Uh, But he he likes missing him. That's cool. Um, So we got those games going on. But more importantly, we've got to keep shooting threes, big boy. Uh, We've got Stanford Steve coming up. We've got a Super Bowl champion times two coming up in Brian Mitchell. So we got got a lot going on getting you ready for Super Bowl 56. Stick around. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. 
ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back in. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. And uh, let's head to the phone lines and bring in a friend of the program who uh, spent uh, the weekend here in Las Vegas taking in on the sights and scenes of All-Star Weekend, Pro Bowl Weekend. It is Stanford Steve, Steve Coughlin, producer for SVP, contributor to the Daily Wager. Mr. Coughlin, all I can say is I know where you sit right now and whatever office Mr. Van Pelt is in, he is absolutely watching the game that you will follow and cheering for the team that's wearing maize and blue. You know what? We didn't even get to uh, confer before the game started because we've been doing tapings with shows and Ah. coming in and out of the studio uh, with daily wager stuff. So I I would imagine, yes, a, a uh, small, a small uh, home, home dog is, is, is been the way of the the man. So yes, I would imagine he is. Well, let's just get to it. Uh, Looking at this game and I know you've dissected it. Like we have left, right up, down any way possible Side and total right now where we stand with the Bengals four, four and a half total pretty much steadfast at 48 and a half. What is your mindset at this point in time? Uh, do you have a play on the side or the total? Well, it's funny. Uh, it's it's the two weeks, right? It's the longest two weeks of the year, I imagine. And it's got to be longer for the players that are involved. Um, and this is this time, right? Are you going to sway or are you not? And for the first time today, I pondered the thought of the Bengals. Uh, I've, I've, I've really just thought the Rams and what they bring to the table as far as having more balance, um, I, I, I thought meant the world. But when I go back and I watch this, the matchup that is the key to the game to me is not the one that everyone's talking about. And the one everyone's talking about is the Rams D-line against the Bengals offensive line. To me, it's the Bengals' defense against the Rams' offense, specifically up front. And when I go back and watch the Rams' O-line, they have not been great at all in the playoffs. They've, they've relied on their skill guys to make some huge plays. They've, they've given enough time to Stafford to you know jump out against Tampa and, and look, look all right in the, in the first half, even though they still should have been leading in the, in the championship, conference championship game. But I still worry about those two tackles against uh, against Hendrickson and Hubbard. I think those guys could cause fits, and I like the multiple deals that Cincinnati could do on the back end. It's just a matter of having to hold up for a whole 60. They got blitzed early in Kansas City, but then they were the best unit on the whole field in the second half when, it, when, it, when the money was on the line. So I, I'm not decided yet, but I, I do look at the under uh, as a side that I like because of those those all those those things I already said. I think the defense is gonna dictate stuff, especially early on. We you know, you guys know all the history with low scoring, scoreless first quarters and Super Bowls that heats up and I think that has a lot to do with things. I think you, when you look at it, the amount of practice that goes in now and I think the amount of uh, deals that you have to do now that are walkthroughs and guys aren't out there practicing uh, and I think it's more of a feeling out uh, process. I mean, look at the tight end position alone. Uzama says he's going to play. And then uh, McVay says that Higby hasn't even practiced yet. So that would make me think he's out. How are these offenses going to adapt with such critical guys that have played so well this year for them? 
I think they're both going to try out, come out and run the run the football, uh, run the football against different um, uh, schemes that that both the defenses provide. So right now, I, I I do like the under. You know, Stanford, you make some good points. You know, the the thing is, the odds makers have been so good at posting the total in the Super Bowl. How about this for a stat? In the history of the Super Bowl, it's been 28 overs and 26 unders. It's almost at 500. And I agree with you, but one of the props that I like to kind of, you know, back to what you said is over five and a half total sacks in the game because I do think people are forgetting that Hendrickson and Hubbard are also very, very elite pass rushers. And Stafford likes to hold the ball. He wants to push the ball down the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I also counter that with, Without Higby, and Bland did a great job when he filled in in that game against the Niners. He got put in two huge spots where he had to hold on for dear life against Bosa and then turn around and get positive yardage on some quick tight end screens, which is a huge deal to me knowing I played the position, but knowing that he didn't get those reps in practice all week. You know those went to Higby, and here he comes in having to do it. So I, I look at the Rams possibly maybe going more empty, and you know how that opens the floodgates for your guys. And, and you said it, Stafford does like to hold on to the ball and try and give his guys an extra second to get some separation. So I do think there's going to be some sacks. Uh, the talent level on both sides of, of both defensive lines is, is superior to both offensive lines. And, again, that's why I go back to the under. Uh, when, when I have to pick a side of, of, of whatever there is. Yeah, I'm rolling with that, too. That was my, actually my first play. I played it you know, back on that Monday uh, when, it was, when it was cratering. Not cratering, but it was falling. And uh, it yeah. pretty much stood there at 48.5. I was able to get just a point higher uh, as we talked to Stanford Steve from ESPN. Steve, when you uh, – you know, Joe Mixon is, is a guy that I've looked at quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. and, and liking his receiving yards over – because of that defensive front and, you know, what mm-hmm. Zach Taylor was able to dial up against the Chiefs, right? Get the ball out of quick, get out of Joe Burrow's hands yep. quick. But I don't like his rushing yards very much. That is, depending on where you look, you can find it as high as 64 and a half. Um, Correct. When you look at the running back position for Cincinnati, what do you think the game plan is for Zach Taylor with his running backs? And, and you know, and then you look at, you know, Samaj P. Ryan's made some catches too coming out of the backfield on third yep. down. Um, I've heard some of the analytical folks think that Taylor's rather predictable. Um, so what, what, are you, what are your expectations from the scheme from Cincinnati uh, come Sunday? Well, I think Cincinnati did a great job uh, with, uh, I don't want to say contradicted scheme, but like giving the analytics people something to think about and seeing how they've thrown the ball with P. Ryan. I mean, P. Ryan, you remember him back in college. He's a bulldozer, man. You know, um, and he's got some of the biggest thighs I've ever seen. So I expect him more on the goal line situations. And then sure enough, he turns the whole game around with that screen pass he caught against Kansas city. Uh, but when I look at Cincinnati, they're not a big jet sweep team like the Rams are. Uh, but when I look at them and they've, they've gone to this orbit motion and what that is, is chase comes in motion, but then he goes back to the same side. He came from motion behind the quarterback where they've thrown him quick, you know, flare routes, uh, which are basically jet screens. And they're what they're doing, trying to do there is trying to get that D line a little tired and run side to side. So um, that's what I think Cincinnati will do to try and, you know, offset the, the defensive line and pressure they get is try and get those guys running sideline to sideline. 
Um, so those are the little wrinkles. I think maybe Boyd does a little bit of it. You know, who's going to be guarded chase. Can you use motion to get the coverage away from him and how do the Rams, you know, dissect that the, the motion with chase knowing that all, you know, eyes point to Ramsey probably shadowing him. So it's, uh, it's I expect some wrinkles from Cincinnati for sure. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not in agreement to the analytic people as far as Zach Taylor's offense. Uh, Stanford Steve here on the nightcap. You said you were starting to question, and it sounded like you early in the process were siding with the Rams. Let me see if yeah. I can get you all the way to Bengals money line. How about this for a stat? In Joe Burrow's career, he's 13-2-1 against the spread as more than a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So I love mm-hmm. the Bengals and the points, but I think since he wins outright because I think Joe Burrow is a generational talent. And he didn't get drafted to a high-profile, high-market team. And since he, this is his first time on a national stage, I think he plays lights out. Jamar Chase is big time. He's going to show it. I think Cincinnati finds a way to win the game outright. Here's the, here's the problem I have. And this is Cincinnati's uh, um, deal. What, what I want to see is what are they doing with Odell Beckham Jr.? Because that's the guy I think that's the difference maker in the game for the Rams. Uh, you want to try and press him? He's probably the best, one of the best in the league at getting off press. Cooper Cup's going to get his, but Odell and the onus that they that they have had, and and what McVay has done to try and incorporate him early. Uh, you know, reading. I know uh, Sal Pal had some numbers on on your guys' morning show. We must have been reading the same ESPN notes because that's what I came around across is, you know, they're, they've lost once with him in the lineup when they targeted him more than five times and they targeted him in every game by the fifth play. Steve. And I, I think, I think that's big. Uh, I like Beckham. We got to run great stuff, man. Great stuff, Steve. Enjoy it. Have a good show tonight. All right. Thanks guys. There he is. Stanford, Steve from ESPN. It's the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Do you have questions about the Super Bowl? This is not the correct read I'm supposed to be reading. Here we go. Getting ready to watch the big game. We want to make sure VSIN is part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, we will have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game bedcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN. Com. Alongside Super Bowl champ, Sean King, I am Tim Murray. What's better than one Super Bowl champ? How about two Super Bowl champions? Good friend of mine from 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., the greatest return man in NFL history. Sean, you know it firsthand. He returned I a saw kickoff it. I saw against it. your Buccaneers in the playoffs back in 2000. It is B. Mitch, Brian Mitchell. B, what's up, man? How's L.A.? Man, L.A. is good. I'm hanging out with your buddy, J.P. Finley, and uh, he's already acting like J.P. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, J.P. was out in Vegas a couple weeks ago. I think uh, J.P. was having himself a good time. Uh, For those who don't know, Brian Mitchell, J.P. Finley, they host the Midday Show on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. J.P., the uh, longtime uh, Redskins, uh, or I should say, Commanders uh, beat reporter, Uh, but let's get to the game B and, uh, let's start, let's start with special teams. 
you know, yeah. you look at the Bengals and um, I mean, their kicker is it feels like he can kick it from, you know, anywhere on the field. And Matt Gay for Los Angeles looks like, you know, he's kicking it from 38 with pain. So in your estimation, when you look at how these two kickers, McPherson for Cincinnati and Gay for L.A., uh, does that help Cincinnati a little bit more? Does that play into your thoughts of how this game could potentially unfold? Well, it does, because if the game ends up being close, then McPherson has been like the guy with ice in his face. I think uh, we all look at football, we look at offense, defense. We rarely think about special teams. And McPherson, every, and you look at him down the stretch, he's always hit those, those uh, cuts. And so, therefore, when you have a kicker who can make it, like a Mark Mosley from back in the day, won the NFL, won the MVP. When you got that guy on your team, you know you can win. You know, I think if you got a guy who's struggling, that's a problem. So, B, you're a Louisiana guy. You went to Louisiana Lafayette. You're a raging Cajun. We got the Tulane mm -hmm. uh, legend ne next to me. And Joe Burrow's an LSU legend because he led them to a national yeah. championship. Jamar Chase was on that team. So, you look at those guys. I'm talking to a quarterback from Louisiana Lafayette, a quarterback from Tulane. Are you rolling with the quarterback from LSU come uh, come Sunday? Is there something about the water down in Louisiana that just makes you tough enough to win these big games? Well, that body of water is some special stuff. You know? <laughs> Not everybody can get that. And I'm sure Sean knows about that, too. But they have a better football team. But when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, there's a young bunch of guys with a lot of talent that seems to be uh, – my mom and dad always tell me when I was young, you're just young and dumb enough not to understand how important something is. They seem to be playing that way right now. You know, they played in some games against Tennessee. They came back against uh, Kansas City. They were down. They fought back. But young people don't seem to be able to settle down and do the things they've done. They've done it over and over again. So I would say this. If the Rams don't get up early, Cincinnati's going to run away with the game. Because this team has already shown that they don't get dis discouraged or distracted by somebody else doing something good early. Because the game's not over early. It's over in the last second, ticks off the clock. You know, that's a really good point, Brian. And, and one of the things that I've said is all the pressure is on the Rams. I mean, they're the oh, team yeah. that's in L.A. They're at home. This is the second time they've been in this game under McVay. They feel like it's now or never for them since he's playing on house money. Uh, just talk a little bit about that confidence and how important it is come Sunday. Well, let's do it. Cincinnati had Joe Burrow come in, get hurt. They did nothing last year. In his second year, that young man comes back, and he played as well as any quarterback in the NFL. They're in the Super Bowl now. Okay, Sean McVay came in. He was that young gun, the new offensive coordinator, head coach. He gets to the Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick ran circles around him. So right now, Sean McVay has to, be, has to coach well. His team has to perform. They signed all the top-notch free agents throughout the year, and they are in the Super Bowl. So for all those people that's worried about the draft, to hell with the draft. You get the right people, you get in the Super Bowl, you where you're supposed to be. But if they don't win, it's a knock on them. If Cincinnati doesn't win, nobody says anything. They're not supposed to do that anyway. 
So when you look at a team that has that athletic talent that they do, if they go in this game and all of a sudden that pressure, as you stated, is on Los Angeles, uh, when they start to have that problem, since they start to play, little Macaulay Caulker starts throwing the football. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Brian Mitchell, uh, host of He does look just like him. B. Mitch and Finley. He does. <laughs> he does kind of look like him. 1067 the fan in DC. Uh the greatest return man in uh in NFL history for my money. Uh Super Bowl champ as well, joining us from Los Angeles. Um, you know Sean McVay, and uh, I don't know how well you know Zach Taylor, but both were in Washington. You've covered that team B for a long, long time. Um, you know, you mentioned it a little bit, but the fact that Sean McVay has been the head coach in a Super Bowl before, and Zach Taylor hasn't. Now, Zach Taylor was on that Rams staff that lost to the Patriots. Yeah. But h- how big of an advantage, or maybe it isn't, uh, how, what do you make of the coaching uh, setup here for this game, this matchup between McVay and what is essentially his you know, understudy once upon a time, Zach Taylor? You know what? It doesn't make my business. Because everybody likes to put the pressure and say the coach. I think we're uh... in that stuff and throwing to his players, and then all of a sudden those players are not even they coach no perfectly. Because Zach Taylor is an understudy of Sean McVay, so automatically everybody thinks that Sean McVay is the the sensei. In football, that's not the truth. If your players pay attention to what you say more than the other players pay attention to what their coach say, he could be the best coach in the world, but he'll lose a football game. So in this game right now, it comes down to can Sean McVay, when it is three years, four years ago, when he got the job, everyone started looking for Sean McVay. If he doesn't win this Super Bowl, as Zach Taylor does, Sean McVay now is old news. Imagine that. In four years, from being the next guy we're looking for to old news. So the pressure, as as, uh, Sean said earlier, not just on Los Angeles, but specifically on Sean McVay. All right, B, before we let you run and enjoy your night there in Los Angeles, uh, what's your final score prediction? Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm riding the car with your friend, J.B. Finley. <laughs> he put $100 on uh, the Rams to win, and I've been going with that for the longest. But this Cincinnati Bengals team scares me a little bit, and I'm just going to say 23-21 Cincinnati. Ooh, I I'm be a happy camper yeah. if that is what happens. See, that, 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 that Louisiana... Buy you water. Absolutely. Louisiana Lafayette. I beat my booty and I'm also putting a little voodoo on everybody. La Etouffee, La Jambalaya, yeah. Enjoy your night, B. Mitch. We appreciate it, man. Hey, Tim, JP up there trying to hate. Sean, you know what I'm talking about. We eat good food. Absolutely. Jambalaya, Etouffee, oh. Boudin, all of that. By the way. Yeah, uh, I feed it to him a nice hate. <laughs> If you ever, yeah, see you, B. Mitch. Uh, if you ever get the the honor to work in a company with Brian Mitchell, 
you will get to eat right. Nice. He'll bring in. I don't know if I think it was like, it was like the day after Thanksgiving or something. He brings in was it it was Thanksgiving Day, Aaron? Aaron's had it. He brings in this big old pot of jambalaya. I mean, it is phenomenal. <laughs> I may just I mean, have to do that for you. I, man. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You got an LSU quarterback, you've got a former Louisiana Lafayette quarterback, a two-lane quarterback. What, what how, how am I surprised that you guys are sticking with the Louisiana blood? Well, I've been with the Louisiana boy. I, I'm not one of these guys that You're switched it up the second week. I haven't changed. By the way, I hope the Blues lose every game the rest of the year. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing. Well, uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to a couple of the updates of what's going on. Uh, sometimes you make such a good prediction, a good bet, Sean, and you look at that one, you're like, that is an awesome play. And then you look up, and you're like, that is a terrible play. <laughs> Can't win them all. It's a nightcap here on VC. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday. That's tomorrow, Sean. The 11th at 6 p.m. for the Big Game Betting and Beers event at the South Point Casino right here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Ficaro, Vinny Maiulo, for a fun and informative look at betting at this year's big game. Stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event, guess what? It's free. 
for everyone over 21. So stop on by to the South Point on this Friday, the 11th at 6 p.m. Get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books, and learn about these bookmaking experts. There's billboards with Stormy's face on them. It's nice. Promoting uh, the yeah, event here in town. I, I wish we could go. It would be fun. We could go for like five <clears throat> minutes and then race over here. Sign a couple autographs. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Um, Michigan is up 26 on Purdue. Yes, they are. Woo! Wish I didn't make the other bet. You know what? I'm going to pull a Sean, Sean King. I shouldn't have listened to Brad Evans. Nah. Brad coming on. Telling I mean, us to play not, Wazoo. That game's, not, that game's not over. Oh, we're done. Yeah, there's a minute to go. Arizona, 71 to 56. Can't win them all. I so, tried to talk you out of that game. You know. I just uh, didn't like any of Wazoo's wins. Nothing showed me that they have the quality necessary to, to beat Arizona or to cover. Okay. But thank you. I wish I was wrong because I didn't bet the game. You did. By the way, shout out to IUPUI. Didn't yeah, got to cover tonight. Got to cover. They're definite fade again next. I think they scored. I was keeping tabs on that game just to see if they would cover since we've actually talked about them. Um, and uh, I think they scored the last seven points of the game to get the cover wow. against IPFW. I don't know what magical bucket we can get here in Wazoo, but. What's the number? Six and a half. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, sort of like me in the Blues-Devils game. and uh, Some kind of way a 3-2 Blues lead turned into a 7-4 Blues loss. Go ahead and cash those tickets. Aaron Rodgers is your NFL MVP. That's back-to-back, right? Back-to-back, fourth of his career. Cooper Cup, offensive player of the year. TJ Watt. Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Joe Burrow, Comeback Player of the Year, Kaching, and Mike Vrabel, and I think rightfully so, Coach of the Year. We talked about that quite a bit. I mean, how does <laughs> this? This is the problem. They shouldn't give these awards out until the year's over. <laughs> that's that's fair. How in the heck does Zach Taylor not get NFL? coach of the year when he has the Cincinnati Bengals playing in the darn Super Bowl. That is absolutely fair. Like, come on. He beat Mike Vrabel in Tennessee at Nashville head to head. And I would also say this. If Tom Brady had said that this was his final year preseason, and put up those numbers, he would have won MVP. Yeah, I just hate that it's always everybody's in a rush. Like you waited this long, why not wait after the game? Well, it's like it's like the Heisman <clears throat> Trophy, right? The Heisman Trophy is always awarded before the season, and most famously, I mean, Vince before Young national championship game. You mean? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Before before bowl season, and famously, you know, Vince Young had that epic performance against USC. He was one of the finalists. He would have won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear you, and I agree. Um, yeah, it's, it's – I mean, I guess it is a regular season award, and, and especially in baseball, they have postseason awards, so it's a little bit different. Um, but there you go. The, the awards have been handed out. Uh, if Put any, this on. Put what on? Guy that just won MVP through zero touchdowns <laughs> and a home playoff loss and was sacked five times. That is true. 
And we'll see if uh, yesterday when he was at the, uh, uh, what was that, the, the Waste Management Open, he was part of the Pro-Am down there. They said three-time MVP, and he put up four fingers because he knew. He knew it was coming. And anyone out there? Yeah, I wish he'd put up four touchdowns. How about that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been nice. Jeez. All right, all we need, Sean, is a five-point play here with 20 seconds to go. Well, at least you still have hope. My I, game's over. I don't have any hope. By the way, Duke won tonight, 82-64. Good cover. And what was the only thing I was concerned about? Uh, your guy, Jeremy Roach. Uh, he had a whopping four points tonight. He was Did you watch one, the game, though? He was one of five from the field, 0 of two from three-point range. Our starting point guard had zero assists. Uh, clearly, you coach better than Coach K. So Just saying. You'll let that let you. Know, don't you have a direct line down to Durham? They don't answer. They haven't answered yet. Nope. They know what I'm calling about. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's funny because I think you normally that would be a spot where I would have looked to fade Duke. I was like, nope, not off the Virginia loss. Travis uh, nope. Kills came off the bench. Game was 25 tonight. He had a big game. All right. There you go. I know what we need to do. I don't know why Coach K won't do it. Yeah, I call him. Well, you were supposed to be there next weekend. I'm going. You're st- Whoa. Yeah, I'm going. Whoa, breaking news. <laughs> I'm You're, going. You figured it out. Yeah, I'll be out next Friday. Okay. Yep, fly down to Charlotte Friday morning. Worked it out with the with the family. So huh? the dates were wrong. <laughs> yeah, the dates were wrong. That's May 19th. That They have to be in Tampa. <laughs> Not February. <laughs> yeah, you, you said graduation. I'm like, February yeah. 19th. Then you thought it was senior night. So I'm, I'm happy for you. You get yeah. to go to Cameron. Yeah. Get to enjoy yourself. Paint my face blue. Are you really? Maybe. I need a picture of See, that. See, I grew my beard back out, so I don't know if I can paint my face now. So I, I want to hold over this conversation to the top of the hour, talking about the total. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just want to bring up, as we, as we kind of wrap up this hour, um, something that C.J. Uzama said earlier today. So C.J. Uzama. About my guy. Uh, tight end for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, won me some money. Hopefully won you some money, too, uh, against the Raiders over receiving yards. That was easy. He said that he would take a bath in Skyline Chili if Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl. And my question to you, Sean King, Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl, you're going to be swimming in cash because you are all in on the Bengals. All in. Spread. Money line, <coughs> prop bets, Joe Burrow MVP, Jamar Chase MVP. I mean, you've got you're gonna have it all. Mm-hmm. I think you should take a bath and some skyline chili too. See, that's what happens when you think. You shouldn't think. I think. No. no. Why why can the tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals take a chili bath and you aren't willing to do it? Uh he's getting compensated pretty well for this game. Meanwhile, I'm just covering it. I mean, what can we? I didn't grow up a Bengal fan. If this was the Bucks well, or something, you'll be a Bengal fan. I'm pulling from my pockets. Sure. I mean, yeah, if it was the Bucks or something, then can we get you to eat like a big no. old tub of Skyline no. chili? Why not? Because maybe it'd be a sponsor. You won't event. do a cigar bet, Rams for, and, and Bengals with the spread. Yeah, I won't. All right. I so, don't, I, but I don't, if you won't do something as simple as place a cigar on the why, line, why, why would I tie myself into getting in a pool of chili? Because that's the, the most team, ludicrous thing I've heard. Because the team that you are betting on, that you're confident in, won you a boatload of cash. So, what are you going to do if the Rams win? I, I haven't even decided if I'm betting on the are Rams. Are you going to jump on a box of Cheez Its and let me melt it? 
No, because okay. no one on the Rams set. I'm just saying, C.J. Uzama. was not playing. Oh, he's trending towards He's playing. not playing. And if he, is, if he does actually have a uniform on and he goes in the game, he won't be in for more than one play. I hope that he plays. He won't be in for more than one play. Because if – He's not going to be able to change direction. He's not going to be able to push off with force. Like, it's, it's, I know mentally he probably wants to play, but physically he's just not going to be able to do it. Not going to be effective. I um I hope that he plays because I hope that some book puts up totals on him because he's not going to do anything. Yeah, I, just I'm, go under. Yeah, I mean I, I think that is. And we talked to you know um, Aaron Schatz last night, and I thought he made a good point about Boyd with Uzama out. He might be the guy that is going across the middle that is reaping the benefits of the Uzama injury. So I'm just look. You're all in on the Bengals. Big Kings, best bet, money line, on the spread, MVP, over Jamar Chase, over Joe I was Burrow. on the 49ers the week before, and they won. I didn't jump in a bowl of chili. Well, they didn't win the game. They didn't win you at time. I'm on the Bengals plus the points. I know, but you've got money line. Right. So you're going to even win even more. I'm not saying if they don't cover. I'm just saying I think a little Skyline chili. How about you just eat it? If I get Skyline Chili in this studio the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've never, your, I've never your, had Skyline Chili. In your Icky Chili, Woods so. jersey. We, was that yeah. the one we decided, Icky no, Woods? No, I didn't decide yet which jersey. They're you hard did, to find. you got to figure out. They're probably not. I don't know. They're not that. I might get the black. But I'm, I don't, they don't have the best-looking uniforms. And you better hope they Probably win. give them like a C-plus, maybe. All right. Let's take a look at the total. Some prop bets to get you updated. Our Super Bowl 56 is... Right around the corner. It's a nightcap. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.